Hi, and welcome to the Family Business Podcast. I'm your host, Russ Hayworth, and in each episode, I will discuss and explore the key challenges facing family businesses today. As a family business advisor, I'm passionate about helping families to overcome the complex and unique challenges that come from being in business together. So if what I cover in the show resonates with you, I'm here to help, and I would love to hear from you. You can get in touch with me at fanbizpodcast.com forward slash work with Russ. You can also sign up to the newsletter there and receive the latest blogs, podcasts and videos directly in your inbox. I would like to thank my friends at the Institute for Family Business for their continuing support for what I'm doing with this show. The IFB is a unique community of family businesses with common challenges, interests, values and goals. To find out more about their work, visit ifb.org.uk. Let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Family Business Podcast. I hope you are doing well wherever you're listening to this in the world. And now that I have rediscovered the record button on my computer, uh, I'm back into the flow of releasing these episodes on a more regular basis. Um, If you haven't heard already, there was a season preview last week which covered the topics that I'm going to be recording in this series and I have a number of exciting interviews lined up for the next series. In today's episode I wanted to talk to you about um, ownership and in particular uh, what I refer to as an ownership philosophy or ownership strategy. The reason I wanted to talk to you about this is that a lot of the conversations that I'm having with families kind of centre around this as something that hasn't necessarily been either documented or discussed in any great detail and the suggestions that I'm making in terms of having those discussions are uh, bearing fruit so I thought I would share with you um, my sort of thought process on this and why it is that I'm talking about it a lot at the moment. Before we get into the detail of Um, ownership philosophy or ownership strategy I think it's worth considering and and bear with me on this but worth considering when it comes to ownership what we're actually talking about for me there are two types of ownership there is obviously the legal element of owning a business uh, via shares Um, but there's also the emotional ownership that can come often in the absence of actually the the legal ownership you can feel like you own something even though legally it is um, not the case and I think that's something that is very often present within a family business because of the nature of family business the emotional attachment to it is very high amongst um, those in the family who who may not necessarily own the shares in a in a legal sense and I think what this can do is create an expectation of what it's actually going to feel like when the legal ownership then actually arrives at a future date. It can obviously be a really positive thing. It, it helps to create longevity uh, in the business that if there is a, a shared passion for it throughout multiple generations of uh, the business. But what I also think it means is that the, the legal sense of ownership only really becomes... Uh, something tangible or something to discuss at the the second generation uh, level of, of the business as as it progresses from sort of founder to, to second generation and the reason I think that is it, in terms of 
why a business is established. It's very often to follow a passion or to put food on the table to, to earn a living or to, to grow something that is something that the, the founding owners firmly believe in, really strongly believe in. My view is, and, and the large number of founders that I've spoken to about this tend to agree, is that the business wasn't created in order for the founder to have an ownership of something other than the, the passion and, and drive that is to, to create the business. Um, if you ask a, a founder what their business is, they're not going to come back to you and go, well, it's 100 shares. That's what I own. Um, they're going to tell you about what the business delivers and, and what it does. Ownership is a kind of byproduct of them following their passion. It happens to be the most um, convenient way or the, the most logical way in order to establish the business is to have it in a structure that contains shares and, and ownership. But it's it's not the sole purpose of why the um, shares exist. That's As I say, it's a, it's a coincidence. It's a byproduct of them setting up a business to follow their passion. But when it then comes to passing ownership on as a transition within the business all of a sudden there's this legal element the shares are in the business that are something that has to be then dealt with and, and passed down and I think by not having a conversation about what the um, shares represent what the ownership of those shares represent to those individuals it can result in a lack of clarity amongst that ownership group as to what the business is for and so by then having a conversation or a series of conversations that allows you to agree as a family what the ownership uh, philosophy or ownership strategy is for those shares, it's then an opportunity for everybody to share their expectations and their feelings on uh, what the ownership of that business means to them. And that for me is where uh, the discussion around ownership philosophy comes into its own. So with that in mind, what do we mean by ownership philosophy or ownership strategy? Well, the first thing to clarify is that it relates to ownership. So we're not talking about the overall strategy for how you're going to increase market share or take your product to market. That That's set at um, a management or board level as to, to the general strategy for the business. The ownership philosophy applies to ownership and sometimes it can be um, sort of broken down into to areas such as your vision, your mission, the values that you want to have demonstrated within um, the business and, and perhaps to a certain extent what returns you want to get from owning this asset and that can be um, financial in the terms of setting expectations of whether you want to grow the overall value of it to sell it some future point or whether you want to create a recurring income through dividends or whether you want to build the business so that it becomes something that supports future generations um, has the ability to contribute in a philanthropic sense um, regular listeners will know that i've managed to get better at pronouncing that particular word but it's a conversation between you as owners as to where the shared vision comes into to play and, and where there might be differences. But the, the benefit comes, in my view, from those conversations. It's the clarity that can be obtained by sitting down with um, siblings, with cousins, with it, it may be that the parents retain ownership or, or uncles and, and aunts 
uh, retain ownership, but sitting down with whatever that ownership group is and going, what, why is it that we own this business? What do we want to achieve as a result of that as an ownership group? And then you can start having conversations about how best you go about that and what roles you play. Um, it may be that some will work within the business. It may be that some won't, but might want to sit um, on a forum of some kind to be able to contribute to the business, either at board level or um, via some of the, the governance forums that we've discussed historically, such as a, a family council or an owner's council. But it helps to get that clarity and manage the expectations of everybody that's going to be within that ownership group so that it then passes down into those um, areas of the business that do need to make the strategic decisions as to how to deliver against that ownership strategy. So having clarity on your ownership uh, philosophy, your ownership strategy, the reason you own the business, how, however you want to term it to help it fit with your circumstances, helps you to make ownership decisions. So if we take an example where perhaps you're producing something that has a negative impact on the environment and you decide as an ownership group that the purpose of the business is to contribute positively towards uh, environmental issues as part of a, an ESG strategy or a sustainability strategy, then you can make decisions about what you do with the negative contribution through that lens, through that framework, understanding that you have an agreement between your ownership level that that is something that you want to do. So you may go, well, we want to address uh, our environmental impact and understand it better as an ownership group. And then you can set up a task force within the business to allow you to do that. So you might be wondering how you get started in terms of having this conversation if it's not one that you've had um, historically. And you can ask somebody like myself to come in and, and facilitate those discussions and, and share some ideas uh, from other families as, as to how they've approached it. Or if you feel comfortable in doing it yourself, sitting down and arranging, setting aside the time to be able to have this conversation, but to have it in a very open and honest way with ideally as little judgment on the responses um, as uh, is, is possible obviously within uh, reason there but what you might find is that by understanding what ownership means to each of you and, and that's what I think is a good starting point as a question to ask yourself is what does ownership of this business mean for me what are my ambitions do I want this to become something that is an enabler for me to follow my own passion in which case do I need to have a very active role as an owner within the business or do I want it to be fulfilling from uh, an emotional perspective because the work that's done within the business is something that I'm very passionate about in which case you're more likely to want to be an active participant in the business. Whatever ownership means to you is personal to you and in the same way as you would want that respected by your siblings, your parents, your cousins, whatever level of conversation you're having at an ownership level, by putting everything in on that table and going, this is what we're looking for out of it, you're likely to then have an understanding of the different motivations that might be at play within each of those owners.
Now that doesn't need to be seen as a negative if all of you don't agree on that. It's a starting point for you to agree, well, what, what can we do in order to get a level of compromise between all of us that allows us to progress forwards with the business? It may be that you all agree with what the purpose of the business is, why you're the most effective owners of that business, and what roles and responsibilities you want as an ownership team. But as that isn't always the case, it might be necessary to have conversations around what compromises might need to happen. Now, I like to use analogies when I'm uh, working with clients or when I'm um, explaining or, or running through things. It, it's the way my brain um, learns. So apologies if it's not your preferred method. But the analogy I use here is if you see the opportunity that you have with your business as a, as a blank canvas and what ownership means to you is your own version of a picture that goes onto that canvas. If there are say, you know, 10, 15, 20 of you all with different color paint brushes to paint your picture, if you just go ahead and paint your idea of um, ownership or the vision for that business, onto the canvas without any conversation, without any cooperation or uh, compromise, you're likely to just end up with a mess. All the different colors will be mixed in. There'll be no shape or structure to, to the painting. It'll be a, a brown mess on, uh, on the canvas. Whereas if you take a step back and have that conversation around what ownership means to you and what you want the um, business to, to do for each of you, that's akin to saying, well, we're understanding that we bring different things to this canvas. And in order to paint the best possible picture, we need to take a little bit of this color, a little bit of that color, a little bit of structure and agreement. And so by understanding what you're able to contribute, what you're willing to and able to contribute to that picture, you're far more likely to get to a closer version of the vision than if you just all throw your paintbrushes in without any of that conversation or structure. Now, it may be that there's a branch of the family or um, an individual that has a completely separate idea to what everybody else is having. And it may also be that then the conversation needs to be had around, well, if everyone else wants this um, beautiful blue seascape, for example, as, as the vision, and, and the, the, the person that has a different viewpoint has an orange paintbrush, it might be that little touches of that orange will enhance the rest of the colors. Whereas again, if you try to chuck all of that orange into the mix, it would muck up the painting. So by having the conversation and understanding what it is that ownership means to everybody, you can then start to have the conversations as to, okay, how do we create an environment that allows everybody to get as close to what they want out of it, whilst also having a profitable business at the end of it? You can then decide what communication forums need to be in place in order for people to feel a part of it if they're not within the business or to separate out your roles as owners, um, board members and employees if you, you happen to work in all of those um, different areas. But you can then start to base that on something. It is your ownership philosophy, it's your strategy for why you as a family own this business. So although I said earlier in the show that um, ownership is kind of a byproduct of somebody following their passion when they set up a business. 
if the business has been successful and has turned into something that can be passed on to future generations, it's really important not to ignore the emotional ownership that exists within that founder. And so by asking the founder the same question, what does ownership mean to you now, you're likely to get a far different answer to when the business was established. Because as I say, at that point, it was almost a byproduct for the passion that was being followed. And so one of the other elements that you may uncover, and it would be interesting to, to talk to the founders of the business as well as, as um, those that are perhaps taking on ownership, it is the question, is what ownership means to you blocking any future transition of either ownership or management role? So it may be that for a founder, ownership of the business means control, it means power, it means uh, influence and status and, and their sort of place in the world is defined in their view by the ownership of the business. And it may be that the thought of giving up ownership is something that um, needs a bit more conversation, a bit more time. Um, it's not just the legal element of that ownership that needs to be discussed. It's very much more the emotional side and how some of those elements of what ownership means, can they be replicated elsewhere? Can they be replicated in an alternative role or by pursuing alternative passions in a way that retains that element of well-being that is derived from the ownership of something but allows the business to continue to progress and function via the next generation. It's beneficial to understand different people's perspectives on something like ownership particularly when it comes to a family business because it's not the same as when you own shares in a FTSE or a Dow Jones listed company there can be some emotional attachment to that but generally the metrics as to why you own those is is this going to allow me to achieve my financial goals and what dividend yield am I going to get and things like that but when it comes to a family business and when it's your own family business that emotional tie to it creates far more complexity than if it were a a standard, shall we say, share on a stock exchange. So to summarise, what I was hoping to get across on this episode is to share with you a discussion that I've had with many families over the last two or three years around why it is that they own a business together, what they want that to represent collectively and for them individually, and then how best do they create the forums around which those can be satisfied and it is very likely that if what i'm talking about resonates with you or isn't a conversation that you've had with your own family it may very well be that there is the need for an element of compromise now for me that is a positive step because it, it means that the business can support the ambitions of more than just say a founder it can be something that helps create this multi-generational business that can go on to support different members and different branches of the family over many, many generations. But it starts for me with a conversation about what ownership means to you. Now, if you want to get in touch and get a sample of a questionnaire that I use to help with this, I'd be really happy to hear from you. You can drop me an email. 
It's russ at familybusinesspartnership.com. And I'll be happy to share some of the methods on how to start this conversation. So if you think that would be useful, I would be more than happy to share that. Please do get in touch. And I hope you found the episode useful. As I said in the uh, series preview, these are going to be shorter, more succinct episodes. And uh, so with that, I will bid you farewell and hope you have a fantastic day and fantastic rest of the week and join me on next week's show. Take care. Thanks for listening. I really do appreciate it. If you found the show helpful, please consider leaving a review on iTunes and remember to subscribe to our newsletter. If what I've covered in the show resonates with what you are facing in your own family business, I can help. I provide consultancy support to family businesses of all sizes, so please get in touch if you'd like to know more. Head over to fanbizpodcast.com forward slash work with Russ. Until next time, take care.